Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, we're back at it here in A3OWCCO on another chilly Saturday. Nine below zero is the current Twin City temperature reading. And Chris and Andy, I'm thinking along the lines of this, uh, this cold weather, and from time to time we talk about open houses. Let me ask you about that and about this weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does this affect? What do you guys do? You have a nice fire built up in the. Yeah, Chris and I sit by the campfire here at our houses. And Marshmallows. Have, yeah. All of our agents out there working yeah. in the cold. Have a little plaid shawl on. And That's what they think anyway. Up. No, actually, Chris and I both are still, uh, we, we're out there every weekend grinding it, both of us. We, but, uh, but what about yeah. the traffic? I mean, the people still come. Oh, doesn't matter. The weather doesn't affect is my question. You, you oh, would have, it, it affects it, yeah. but it's not, but those people are definitely <laughs> want a house. They're serious. Yeah. I mean, if you're going out in this kind of weather, and, and we're getting showings, yeah. So a lot of our stuff, we took uh, quite a bit of our stuff off the market mm-hmm. during the holidays. Sometimes people like to do that, um, and the other stuff that stayed on ended up selling. But I think mm-hmm. that helped the other things sell uh, because right. that the the inventory is so far down. But uh, I think it's interesting when you when you say that. Um, we talk about you know when people are going through your house. I mean, and they say, "Oh, geez, I, you got to wait till summer." You know when it looks great and everything. But mm-hmm. you can certainly show off a house in the winter as well. And uh, you know, there's a thing that most people never use is their fireplaces. And being able to use those in yeah. the winter and having a warm fire, I mean, that creates a, a homey atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that sells houses, Denny. You know, creating an environment that's yeah. inviting and and you feel like you're comfortable and boy, this is cozy. You know that. It, it, it's a uh, um, we, we've talked about selling lifestyles before. And, and one of the things that a lot of people as as you know, I hate to say the word we're all busy because everybody thinks they're busy. But actually, you're just you know, you got a lot of things going on. Right. And so now the home has become the sanctuary for a lot of people where they go there and it's their time to decompress. Maybe they don't have time to get on a vacation right now. So they're sometimes it's a day at a time. Sometimes it's a couple hours at a time. And so that home is very important. And I think that it you know it tends to some of the trends that we were were kind of seeing coming towards us in in the next year that the way people are using their homes is is just a little different and i think that with this lack of inventory that you know we used to have the spring market i don't think we're going to have it anymore i think we're going to have a hard winter market that's going to hit us here right in january the weather 
All things set aside, when that property comes up for sale, the couples or whoever's been looking for a house, they don't wait till spring to say, hey, oh, finally, one finally popped up. They're saying, hey, it popped up this week. Let's go. And I think it's going to be a race to get those uh, to those those properties because it's going to be a tight inventory market again this year. So, but I, I just I really think that the market's right now. So if you're thinking about it, you know, and you 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 don't want to wait for the proverbial wave of new sellers, it's not a bad time right now, like Chris just said, to get on the market now. That's what we're talking about. And typically, those people that take off their market during the holidays kind of wait, maybe till into February, April, March, whatever. And uh, now we've got them all thinking maybe we should mm-hmm. get on now. Because it's just, I mean, there's just not much available. Well, yeah. part, part of that too, though, and Denny, is that the the reason why they're waiting is because, well, I need to fix the deck. Or the deck has, you know, the stain needs to be redone in the deck. Or I want to redo the, the paver patio or whatever. Some of those exterior projects. And I keep telling people, I say, hey, if you know what that's going to cost you, how much time it's going to take you to do that project, set it aside. Consumers are reasonable. If you have a deck that needs to be restained, but there's no rotten boards on it, yeah. let's say it's a $400 project. Just put a four hundred dollar allowance on there. You know, what I mean, there's ways that you can get around that objection, and but, yeah, and then using that too. I mean, because I was going to talk about like sidewalks and, and right. driveways, making sure they're clear. But if you have that deck that's not that great, mm-hmm. leave the snow on it, right? But Pray don't for don't, snow. don't fake it, you know. <laughs> but tell them, hey, we're going to give that. This needs to be done. But yeah. if you if you shovel all that snow off, and it's, yeah. I mean, that visual thing is uh, it's, it's hard to get over, and, and mm-hmm. it's sure, okay, yeah, that'll be painted. Yeah, sure it will, maybe right. next October, right. you know. Right. But that's why, you know, in the September-October uh, shows that we always talk about, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about selling, like in 2017 for 2018, those are the things you've got to get done now mm-hmm. because it, cause our, our weather is obviously a factor mm-hmm. in getting things done. And that's, it just stops a lot of people from listing in January and creating where those market segments are hot. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to attack them. Well, and I think it's one of the best times of the year, Denny, to buy. When it's this cold, you get out there and you're in these houses, there's no lies. I mean, there's no miss. If there's frosty windows or there's an That's issue true. with the window, you're going to see it. If there's a lack of insulation, you're going to feel it. You walk into that bedroom and your toes get cold because there's not enough insulation in the floor below it, you know, over the garage or whatever, you're going to feel it. So as a buyer, what a great time to kind of get that inside track on, you know, worst time of year, coldest time of the year. Great time to go out there and peek at a house. So it's um, everyone that bought it in the summer and the uh, fall are finding out now what, right? that, what that insulation is. Never so. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you walk into that room that's a little draftier than the others, and it, it starts to make you a little suspicious as the oh, why. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I think you know if if you're if you're listing a house right now, just make sure that your your sidewalks and driveway are clear. You know, the last thing you want is someone to fall down. You know, it's not a very good first impression to be able to get into the house. <laughs> so right. that 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 stinks. <laughs> and then the other thing is to try to get some color. Right. Now, it's not time to keep your Christmas lights on and, right. you know, your Christmas trees out, but you want to get some sort of um, color arrangement, right. you know, fake flowers, whatever, that uh, – or – what are they, the sticks with the cranberries on them? Right. You know, the stagers do I, all that you know, stuff. Some of that stuff the stagers use, I look at it and it's go, amazing. where do they even find this stuff? It's so weird. You know I mean? the Like you're saying, the sticks and the bundles of whatever's in the, yeah. But the funny part is when they bring it all, it's just like, oh, they got a bunch of junk. And then all of a sudden they put this thing together. It's like, wow. We don't know why, but we just like it. It's like, wow, this is a nice house. Yeah. I agree uh, with you. I think that's kind of funny. But that, that goes to prove another point, Chris, that you and I are, are very dependent on the professionals we surround ourselves with. And that's professional stagers that get it. They know how to create that texture, that warmth, that, you know, what I call merchandising of a house. 
So you're not just sitting back and letting the house do all the selling. Sometimes that staging actually makes that house even appear to be nicer than it really is, makes it a little cozier than you ever thought it was. And, and you know, those, those I'm telling you, dollar for dollar staging is probably the best investment that most people make besides the paint and carpet that you and I always talk about. Decluttering right. is a big thing, too. You know, we haven't the last few weeks because yeah. we've had so many people on that we haven't got to a lot of text or uh, phone calls. Let's but, invite uh, our listeners, shall absolutely, we? Absolutely, yeah. We'll Either by phone or by text. Here's the phone number. We've cleared the lines if you want to call in your real estate question, and that is 651-989-9226, or text us like some folks are already doing, 81807. Guys, here's one. Custom-built home in 1996 in excellent condition. All right, so we've got a custom-built home in 1996, excellent condition. The realtor says we must make some changes to convince buyers there has been there have been upgrades and improvements. Is that true? Yep, very true. I, I think that uh, I, I think it takes a lot sometimes. Um, I think you got a good realtor too, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of realtors come and say, "Wow, it's 1996 and it's in great condition." I mean, we should be fine. And then all of a sudden, 90 days later, we find out we're not so fine, and we have to start reducing the price. You, you know, it's funny though. They talk about how designs and trends keep coming around, and one of the things that uh, Chris and I had a uh, we wrote down a few things that we saw coming back. One of them was brass. Actually, brass is weaving its way back into design. If you talk to the interior decorators now, they're starting to use it again. They're using kind of, kind of, and it's but it's it's on the front edge, but it's coming back. That was the '90s. '90s screamed white countertops, white appliances, gold handles. You know, all the oak cabinets, oak trim, and and it was. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it is what it is. Now I think we're finally getting over the. You got to get rid of all the oak in the house. The honey oak was just like the devil for a lot of people. You know, oh, I hate honey oak. Now they look at what some of the new builders are putting out there, and they go, well, maybe that's not so bad. Or they paint it or they enamel it, and it uh, turns out to be a real nice finish. Subtle little things. I was at a house uh, right before Christmas yeah. and uh, went out there, and they they haven't been able to sell their house, and mm-hmm. they're going to be switching uh, agents. And it's in great condition. I mean, it's in it's in perfect condition, but it does. It has some of those you know early 2000 signs. And there's just some subtle different ways in which to be able to kind of make it different. Because I always tell people, you know, you got a second chance at a first impression. Mm-hmm. And you can't ruin it this time. Because then people start thinking crazy things about it where there's really maybe wasn't a problem. Right. They're trying to think of what could possibly be the reason this isn't sold because it's such a nice house. But, you know, one of the biggest dilemmas I have, Denny, in that price point is that they're saying – because in the 90s there was – granite was a luxury item. Nowadays it's kind of a common, you know, used product. It's it's priced affordably. And and so people will contemplate, you know, well, should we put in granite countertops and spend the three to eight thousand dollars to put the granite in there? What Chris and I always talk about is that, like you just said, that the first impression or the second impression, when you didn't sell it the first time, you got to be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror and say, how did we fail? Was it overpriced? Was the condition not ready for the the buyer's market? You know, or what they expect in that price point? Because sometimes, even though three fifty is you know kind of becoming the average price. I think people still stuck in their heads expect 350 to have the tile floors. They expect to have the granite countertops. They expect to have the newest lighting fixtures. And it's it's just a kind of an unfortunate stigma that goes with that $300,000 plus price range. But on the other hand, you and I have sold houses that are in the 200s that you put a few of those amenities in. And now you look like the rock star and your house sells in two seconds because you do those higher end amenities. And so you got to play the combination. Did give my little trick. Did one for uh Listed at three ninety nine nine head for Micah countertops, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of like uh, it, it can't have that. Yeah, right. we need some <laughs> solid surface thing. 
But what we we did is we just put in a nice backsplash instead. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you what, that makes such a huge difference. It brings it puts your focus on that yep. versus everything else, and that's what it did. It sold in three days. That's a great point. All right, we have to uh, take our usual break here, inviting our listeners to join in if you have a real estate type of question. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on 830 WCCO. If you have a question related to real estate, we always welcome yours, either by phone or by text, and uh, there is a line open if you would like to use it. 651-989-9226. Text us if you like, 8188. Zero seven. By the way, guys, it's four degrees below zero. Do you have? Nice. I, we, we started the show talking about open houses. Do you guys have open houses this weekend? Yep. Yep. All right. We do. We and both put them on our websites, uh, Prasky dot com and uh, the Chris Rooney Experience dot com, <laughs> or what is it called? The Grand Experience. Yeah. <laughs> or Chris Rooney dot com. It's one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of those. Hey, you know, we we're talking about the backsplash and maybe kind of hitting it. And I'm telling you, yeah, people, that's a huge thing. If you want to, if you want to try something a little different, mm-hmm. it. Uh, it changes the whole look of your kitchen. But uh, there's a lot of different um, home design trends that are happening right. uh, out there. And I think it's uh, kind of interesting. And in who it, it has to do with who you're trying to, mm-hmm. to get. Uh, I know Andy does a lot of stuff with new construction and sure. knows it well. And, you know, that person, that 1996 custom-built home has to mm-hmm. compete against that. You know, and so you have to – in a way that that custom built home in 1996 mm-hmm. obviously it's it stood the test of time and it's in really good shape and all that kind of stuff maybe a few little design things yep. <laughs> you know little add-ons here and there can get you to justify hey I'll take that 96 over that 2017 right. 2018 right. home well you know and I think we all think different as we start phasing into the years of retirement versus the years of hey we're getting promotions and growing our careers you think differently, right? You're thinking about how can I minimize the amount of work that I do outside? How do I take care of that place? How do I afford it? Make it so it's very affordable. Because who the heck knows how long you're going to live? You could live 10 years. You could live 30 years. You know, you never know. And that money that you have in the bank, you know, you want to stretch it as long as you can. So being smarter with your dollars when you're retired, I think, is the key thing there. And what we're seeing a lot of right now, Chris, is there actually there's a thing out there we've talked about before called multi-generational housing where we're seeing And I'm not talking like different cultures because originally we used to talk about saying, hey, some of the new to America cultures, that's just the way they live. Grandma and grandpa live with them and it's multi-generational. I'm talking about mom and dad saying, hey, why don't we live in the basement, kids? We'll remodel it for you, pay for it, and then we're going to spend the winters in Florida. But in the summer, we just want to have a place here to come hang out with our friends at the lake and do whatever. We're seeing a lot of that happening. And there's a couple interesting trends that I was – as we had a little time off here, we were reading about the number one – most demanded house in the Twin Cities is going to be one level for 2018. And they talk about the price point being in the low 300s that's going to be in the most demand. They talk about um, the multi-generational concepts of it. But here's what's crazy. 46% is what they're anticipating the market to be of the of the millennials that are going to be buying houses. So they're younger people looking for ramblers with the potential spot for mom and dad. Wow. It's, it's unusual. It's a huge percentage. Isn't that exciting, though, to see that the, as markets change? I mean, this market's changing so fast right in front of our face. And in what's happening is it does matter. Wider doors make a difference. You know, it makes a difference when you have handicapped accessibility. Can you retrofit your house for an elderly parent? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, how do you um, – and so there's a lot more thinking that's going into housing right now, even though it's a dry market or, or I call it a – you know, there's not enough inventory out there to feed everybody. But – 
the the houses that that's that's what they're predicting as being in a big big trend this year. So, you know, I'm going to go back to kitchens too. Yeah. And uh, another way, I mean, that what people are doing to kind of really upgrade their kitchen, uh, not just a backsplash, but what they're doing is they're they're painting their cabinetry, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they'll they'll get new doors and put them on there, but use the boxes and then paint it all. But another really interesting thing, and I've seen people do this, and it just it's spectacular. You know, we have all those cabinets and they go right up to the windows. Yep. You know, so like over the sink, you got that window with all the cabinets on the side. Yeah. Is that they're taking those side cabinets down completely and out of the way, kind of doing some sort of thing, whether it's a shiplap or kind of a backsplash through that whole thing, and then installing shelves instead, open shelving. Yep. And mm-hmm. by open shelving where you can put different colored plates and stuff, it becomes a design thing. Mm-hmm. But it also makes the kitchen look a lot bigger. Well, and that's my, my brother uh, just did that. He remodeled his whole kitchen this year, and they had a beautiful white kitchen with all the fancy appliances everything else. And on the end of the kitchen, they added a nice open shelving system with reclaimed lumber. And so it has that really cool, fun look to it. And, and that was in a house that was built in the 90s. And now that house feels like it's a newer house. So. You know, it's it's neat because then you can make that house work for many more years. And and, and I think when new construction is done, too, they've done that, that one pantry that comes off the back. So you can come in and drop everything off into the pantry, but it also has access to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Trying to redevelop that in an existing house is a, is a huge play. And that's why they're getting away with less cabinets. You know, mm-hmm. everyone used to stuff those cabinets full. Yep. Well, you got a closet you can shut off here with everything in it. Right, exactly. Well, and you know, the other one of the other trends, Denny, that we're seeing a lot of, and it was forced upon me for our Christmas gifts this year, was the uh, getting into the smart home systems, right, where you have, you know, you're talking to Google, you're talking to Alexa, you're talking to whoever. And so, um, you know, when, when technology comes into play, what happens is with housing, getting the smarter controls, especially lighting controls in the houses that are on timers, on dimmers, um, using the the updated bulbs in the houses and things, it adds that tech feel to the house without adding a lot of money. Like just for a simple example, you get them two for 30 bucks at Costco right now for the uh, USB plugs that go in there. You swap out your old outlet. Now you have the USB plugs and you can add a tech center into your kitchen where now you keep your tablets, you keep your cell phones. These are updates that I think are so easy to do. And I, I granted, now I, I called my electrician to help me because I didn't want to deal with it. But um, And I, I just went to the hardware store and got a plug-in that yeah. does the same thing. <laughs> but, but seriously, having it built in like that, yeah. those are huge things that for existing market mm-hmm. to compete with that new market. Well, and, you know, and then you even add into it, Denny, a lot of people talk about, like, sound systems in the houses. They have the Sonos, for example, is a wireless system that you talk to your Alexa system and you say, turn on the surround sound in my kitchen and – it's it's so easy to go high tech now for hundreds of dollars, not thousands. That's true, and and you should really look at it. That's actually a really really good idea because I always try to get what what is the difference maker. Mm-hmm. You know what makes my house stand out. And when people go back and remember it, remember that's the one that had the tech center in the kitchen. Right. And that's how you remember it. And that's the other thing uh, I think is is cool little things is using little nooks to be able to cre- create something. So like underneath the stairs where it's just kind of a just a storage area where you throw everything and mm-hmm. when you open that door, it all falls on top of you. Yeah. Instead of doing that, you can kind of break into that thing and maybe do it like a little wine cellar or little shelves. Yeah. Awesome. People are doing it with steps where they're doing little, um, little playroom. Yeah, it's just really cool. I tell you what, let's take our usual break here and invite our listeners again to join in either by phone or by text if you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226 or text us at 81807. We're getting a few of those coming in as we speak, 81807. We'll be back with more real estate on 830-WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show on 830-WCCO. We always welcome your calls or text messages 
uh, concerning real estate. We have those uh, coming in, as a matter of fact, Chris and Andy. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to that text screen. By the way, again, 81807. Text, this came in a few minutes ago. Uh, do most people want a home that they don't have to do anything? It kind of goes on to say, but that's the gist of the uh, the question. Most people, do they want a home they you know, turnkey? Yep. I would say majority definitely want majority that. Majority of the market does. They yeah. they don't have the time to deal with the projects. And so they can't see it either. They can't visualize it. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and so what happens, though, Denny, too, is that the, buy, the guy that's or gal that's sending that text in there, one of the things they're thinking about, they think like Chris and I do, like, hey, can I buy this house and can it be a project? Can you fix it up? Can you make some money? Or, right? Those projects are so few and far between because the buyers that are out there, the inventory is so tight that to find those deals right now is very, very tough. I mean, they do exist. I mean, you know, it, but it, you're kind of looking for a unicorn. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's pretty hard to find. Well, I think what happens sometimes is that if you get a house in that sort of position, <clears throat> from a real estate or realtor standpoint, we've mm-hmm. got about 10 buyers each that would purchase those right. before they even get onto the market. And I think right. a lot of people are in that same situation. Well, and there's, you know, you've heard the, the commercials on the station here itself. There's, there are companies out there that just say, hey, you don't want to mess around, call us. We'll buy it as is. There's no conditional issues. No, we'll just pay you cash. And, and those are the guys that are getting those properties to flip. They're getting ah. those on the front end to sell those, and as I call it, wholesaling. Right. And then you you have that property that comes into the system, and that's that's how that's working now. 81807. Texters are coming in. Some, we're talking about, well, we, we have to say, I can't use the term, but the big game that's going to be happening soon is putting, <laughs> it's true, is putting a room or a level for rent for that particular big game a good idea, maybe a moneymaker. There are yeah. people doing that very thing. I know that. And, yeah. And, 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 and I, I think it was with that, that other game that was in Chaska earlier last year where they're doing – can I talk about that or not? I think you can. Okay, the yeah. Ryder Cup. So right. when the Ryder Cup was here, everyone said, you know, I'm going to get 20000 a week. You know, Well, maybe two people did, but not everyone's getting that. Um, and I would think that a lot of people have their accommodations already in place. But mm-hmm. if you want to try it, try one of the sites, the uh, Airbnb or – um, what's the other one? Well, and I, I have a couple of my customers. I actually can, you know, that are that have their houses that they're keeping that are going up for lease for that event. And I've I've yet to hear anybody that's actually booked somebody yet, ah. and that shocks me because I think they're hoping for the last minute guy that doesn't have the or gal that doesn't have the the room yet, and they come into town and oh fine, I'll pay whatever I want. I don't know though. I, I think you still got to be smart. People aren't stupid. They they would rather drive an hour from St. Cloud than to pay twenty grand a week for a hotel. You know, what I mean? think about it for yeah. a second, right? Yeah, yeah. People aren't dumb. So, all right. Uh, there's another text again. If you're just joining us, if you want to send a real estate text eight one eight zero seven, we have a home that was built in 1963. We plan on putting the house on the market in the spring. The kitchen is dated. What kind of countertops and backsplash do you suggest so it'll sell? Mm. Um, solid surface, some sort of solid surface countertop. Um, and, you know, on that backsplash, it kind of, you know, in that era, 1963, we just did one with a shiplap backsplash, yep. which was really interesting. Yeah. Have you seen that? Well, you I know, haven't really seen that. What, what the trend has been is we what is actually that? talking with shiplap? some of our... In- it's kind of like boards next to each other. It's kind oh, of a cool okay. term for it. Beadboard. Some people call it beadboard. You know, where it's a <laughs> oh, uh, certain. Shiplap, two inch wide. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. opening yeah. in between it. Yeah. yeah. And so we've, we've seen that. We're starting to see also darker colors, right? So they're going lighter floors now, which is unusual to me, where they're almost like white floors and they're using like black walls or they'll use dark, dark colors. And there, it's just, you know, trends keep changing. And I, I always, when I say to someone, when they ask a question, like, what is the best, right? 
I would play the middle. I would not go far into the new, new, new trends. I wouldn't keep it old school either. You know, I'd probably do something that's very walk into subway the tile more right. than likely. I mean, that's 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 something that you can't. I mean, that, right. that test stands the test of time. Well, or you walk into the, the the countertop place and you say, "What's the most popular selling countertop right now for kitchens?" They're going to tell you. They're going to say it's this number, it's this model, it's this color. And that's not that's a safe way to play it. You know, same with the paint. Walk into the the paint store and say, "What's your most popular current paint?" And obviously, you tie it all together. But, yeah, don't you think that matters on what price segment we're in as well? True. Because I think sometimes it's just that, hey, I've got granite or Cambria. I've got you know right. just that I have that, and you can get like a lower quality of that, well, and then kind of spruce it up with right. the backsplash. And sometimes you don't. You can just put it in the backsplash. It, well, Sometimes you, know, you just paint the bottoms one color, paint the tops another color. Right. I mean, it all right. it really depends. Well, you know what's kind of funny, too, is I we always joke around that in that middle price range, kind of that two to probably 500, people are paying thousands of dollars to get the wallpaper taken out of their house. In that 600,000 to whatever, they're actually paying thousands of dollars to have wallpaper put into their houses. And it's it's interesting how the trends are completely different in different price ranges for sure. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to send a text, 81807 or call us, 651-989-9226. Look at, Texter says this, looking at older houses, what do you do when the roof is covered with snow and it's an, uh, and it's an older roof? You've got <clears throat> to rely on the disclosure statement, <laughs> you know, if they've had any leaking or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I would have your inspector go into the attic. You know, and see if there's any any roof damage, but there's not mm-hmm. short of going up there and shoveling it off, and no one's going to go do that or waiting for it to melt. I mean, you're not right. going to be able to look at the roof. Yep, that's. I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. I mean, there's a lot of risk that does go into playing buying in the winter, and that's. I mean, I'm sure there's ways you could figure out ways to expose a little patch and have something, you know, but it it doesn't reflect the whole roof. You know what I mean? Because that patch that you disclose or or discover might be great, and then the rest of it's fried. But you know. Right, yeah. So. It just kind of gives you a feel, but I think you do. You, I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, how do you how do you check and see if the windows are you know really good in the summer? Mm-hmm. You don't. Maybe in the winter that you do know that. So it's kind of. I mean, that's just kind of the the terrain we're in, and you kind of got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You get this question all the time, guys, and this kind of you guys kind of started the show talking about this. But is now a good time to list a home? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Well, the answer I, is yes. You're asking God. It's yeah. Whatever time of year. It's what we do. About. Yeah, but but it is. I mean, it truly is. I mean, if you look at it, and I mean, home prices are going up, inventory is down. You know, if you got a good house and put it on the market, mm-hmm. it's going to probably sell. And we fast. used to jokingly say, even when the economy or the the housing market was different, we used to always say, if your yard is kind of crummy, what a great time to sell your house, right? Because it it hides it's all true. your 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 imperfections. Um, on the other hand, I think right now there's more of a race to the marketplace with the buyers that are out there. The buyers are ready. They're poised. They've all been tra- – here's what's crazy, Denny. They're all educated. They're trained. They're prequalified, a lot of them, and they're ready. They're waiting for those good deals to come along. Nobody still is overpaying. I'm still not seeing that. I'm seeing people looking for good condition houses at fair prices. If you go in with that strategy, you'll be successful. All right. Very good. 651-989-9226. The text number again is 81807. Text says, I have ceramic tile countertops, island and backsplash. Do we need to replace before we sell? (laughs) More than likely. Again, depends on the price segment. Again, um, kind of look at what you're competing against, Mm -hmm. you know, and if if you're different, I mean, a ceramic backsplash or ceramic uh, countertop, doesn't compare to a solid surface 
countertop. Right. Whether that's Cambria or granite or whatever. I mean, in the marketplace. Well, you know, Chris, and here's this was uh, it's been a couple of years, so we've all healed all of us that were involved in the transaction. But it was a situation where I had a seller that said, "Hey, uh, come on over, take a look at our house. We just put in granite countertops." And I get over to the house, and I'm like, wow, this is, is, oh, my gosh, it's granite tile. And everybody that came through that house said the kitchen, when we looked at it online, looked great. And then when we got there, they were scared of that. They don't want to deal with the grout. They don't want to deal with the seams. They don't want to deal with the inconsistencies of the counter. And we had to, this was sadly enough, it was at a price point, we had to take the countertops out. We replaced them with solid granite, which was only $2,000 more. And so now it costs them five grand more. And uh, had to put solid surface in. The second we did that, they sold. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, – and what's that's hard. Us as agents, we go in and we tell people this. And maybe they talk to two or three agents and we go in and say, you know what? you got to replace those countertops. You probably better put in a backsplash. Why don't you do that hardware? Mm-hmm. And you know what? That bathroom faucet needs to go. And the next person comes in and says, you know what? Gosh, this is a nice house. I think it will go. But you only got one chance, typically on a first impression. If you have to relist it, sometimes you can kind of um, just kind of switch the whole kind of feel. And then people use the excuse like, well, maybe that realtor just didn't know what they were doing or they didn't mm-hmm. get good advice. Right. That's why I talk about that second chance at a first impression. If you failed the first time, you got to come back. But you can't just go back and take the same pictures and think it's going to work. Well, and keep, keep in perspective this too, Denny. This is one of the things I always say because the agents that are listening to the show always, we talk about this. You're basically on a job interview when you're out there talking to somebody for the first time. And so imagine talking to your boss and trying to be honest with your boss. Hey, boss, your uh, your breath smells a little bit there, and you have a spot of uh, chicken salad on your shirt there. And, uh, you know, and then you're, but can you hire me? Yeah. It's, it's, that's the position you're putting these real estate agents in. And so what it comes down to is, like, when, when you're setting your first impression, a lot of real estate agents are going to come out there the first time they meet you, and they're going to tell you the nice and fluffy stuff sure. because they want to get hired. Once they've been hired, then they usually get honest with you. And, and unfortunately, it, it should be the other way around. They should get honest with you first, you know, and that's where sometimes you bring in that interior decorator, you bring in that contractor ahead of time, you bring in Andy Lindis or whatever to look at the house, and, and you get those improvements done on the front end so that when you're interviewing your agents, you're interviewing them for their marketing skills and not their honesty with the, the condition of your house. But yeah, you talk about that. I think we got to go to a break. But the other um, part is, is that some people get all these recommendations that they're supposed to do, and they don't have to do them. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to replace your side and your windows. No, no, you don't. Right. I mean, they're not that bad at all in the marketplace, but you should replace this and this. Yeah. Well, that might cost a lot more money. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, hang on. We'll uh, take our usual quick break here. If you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226. Send a text. We'll pick up on some of those, too. 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on 830 WCC. Minus four in the Twin Cities, four below zero. If you do have a question, we always like to welcome yours either by phone or by text. Uh, the text number, and we're getting a bunch of those, 81807. Which one were you pointing at? I think one's really interesting because I talk about it all the time. So. Go ahead. You read it. Okay. Go closer. Uh, why do you only speak about marble countertops but rarely quartz? We installed quartz several years ago to get away from the seams and needed periodic sealing. We've been thrilled with how it performs and how it looks. And I, I can't I think, agree I don't more. think it's uh, talking about marble. Quartz is camera. I, I think the key word that we use is solid surface. We may use right. the word granite because there is a difference between so- – now, solid surface, the countertop that they're referencing – falls into that classification. So we are talking about exactly what they installed. 
Well, they also said, why do you speak only about marble countertop? We haven't talked about marble countertop. Well, maybe they misspoke. Maybe they meant the bathroom yeah. or whatever. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there is um, – here's the deal. Marble's really spendy. So, solid surface is encompasses all of those items. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And so we had that other question about ceramic tile. That's not a solid surface. Right? No, that's yeah, a, that's a tile. And that, that's a little bit different. I mean, it, it had its day and it yeah. had its trend. Just like, you know, we had for a long time, uh, there was the, the um, uh, concrete countertops for a while. That was kind of the trend, doing your islands and things like that. And it just, it, it comes and it goes, you know, so. Yeah, it's just that I'll tell you what. There's a client of ours that's just building the house right now, and they're doing a, a Cambria top that is mm-hmm. freaking fantastic. Well, I yeah. mean, and they're all, I mean, it's all one piece, too. So, you know? so, so let granite, me, you kind of cut it. We won some tickets here. We had a good client of mine that actually came with us to the Cambria suite down at the Twins. This was probably four years ago. And they were in there, and he was, it actually worked. He's in there. He goes, man, these are gorgeous countertops. The bartender that was there, she was super sweet, and she's like, you should come meet one of our designers. Well, all of a sudden, at our New Year's Eve party, we just were invited to. We're he's at got them. He's got brand new <laughs> Cambria. Awesome. He was so proud. He yeah. has his Cambria cutting board on the counter, and he's like, these are Cambria. He's super proud, and it worked out good. So so their marketing is very, very uh, you know, um, effective, and it's a great product. Plus, it's a Minnesota company, right? So how do you yeah, not like that? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, where is it? Can you comment? We kind of talked about this earlier in the show. Can you comment on Next Generation Homes? Parenthesis: Home within a home for adult, child, and aging parent. Pros and cons mm. of that situation. Boy, I'll tell you what. Sometimes, I mean, if you're if you're selling that, you should promote it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think some people try to hide that, but there's specific people that are looking for that. Mm-hmm. I think for some people that aren't looking for that, it becomes a gosh, that's another kitchen in which to clean. Right. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna outlaw some people. So I mean there's a couple of pros and cons right there. Right. But you you gotta you gotta throw that out there. But it, it's happening. Well you I mean, know and I, here's the other thing I'd say, Denny, this is something that I want cities in, in the suburbs to get more comfortable with is duplexes, right? Duplexes, triplexes, those have been done for years in the you know in the big, you know, I call it the uh, you know the urban areas and all throughout America and they're great. You can live in one side, you can have your kids live in the other it works out great. It, it's a um, you have completely separate units, but you're saving on the utilities, you're saving on the costs of right. taxes and everything else. So they've gotten away from that. So what's happening is the new builders, some of the nationals that are out there, have multi generational. They call it next generation houses, where they're actually doing like the little apartment within the house, and they're fight. They're getting fought at the local city levels because the cities don't want to have the potential for an out of family rental property. I still sit there and say, who cares if you have somebody renting your basement? Who cares? You know, I mean, to me, as long as you're taking, you're the owner occupying upstairs or you have your basement rented, what's the problem? You know what I mean? it's it, and Anyway, I, I fight that all the time because I, apparently I'm not the popular one on that, but I, I really think there's a huge need for that kind of rental. 651-989-9226 or send a text 81807. Uh, in, uh, let me uh, read this text if I can figure it out here. In a retirement community to, to do a resale, is a large new walkthrough bath acceptable? And the other question is, is how important is a tub? That's a good question. How important is a tub if, if people are thinking of remodeling for sale of their homes? Well, let's just say you've got to have a tub somewhere. <laughs> you need to have a tub. But I just got that question yep. on a listing that's going to probably be around 500000 and they have a master bath on the second floor, two-story, and uh, kind of decent shower, not, not huge, but then a tub. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey – should we just do a bigger uh, shower instead? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, yep. I think we should because we have a we have a tub right down the hall. But if people have kids, I mean, so here's a two-story. Yep. 
You know what I mean? More than likely, they're going to have kids on there. Right. And so you have to have a tub at which for them. But there's a lot of adults so, that like them too. So last month, we wrote, you know, 10 new orders for new houses. And we had um, bigger houses. I'm talking the half million dollar plus big two stories. Two of those houses had master baths. The rest of them What do you have, mean? You mean showers? Uh, they, had, they all they, had master baths. I mean, oh, excuse me, yeah. master bathtub. A bathtub in the bathtub master. Excuse the me, master. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you for catching that. Um, but they all had huge walk-in showers, tile showers. They're... The bathrooms aren't lacking any kind of fanciness to them. They have their own, you know, the toilet closets. They have the double vanities. They have the big fancy mirrors, and they have walk-in showers. That is by far the most popular trend right now in new construction for two stories. Ramblers, um, well, and, and like you said, Chris, then the kids' bath, if you will, always has a bathtub. Even if it's a shower-bathtub combo, that's we're seeing that just for the babies, you know, or whatever. To, but then the um, – and, and Ramblers, it's a little bit – it's about 50-50. And where they actually have the soaking tub, but the one thing that's gotten away is we're not seeing the bubble tubs anymore. The 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 you know operation we're seeing so big soaker tubs is probably by far the most popular trend. Yeah, I think just sometimes that when you when a jacuzzi, I mean that hot water goes. Yeah, away that so brand. Fast. I was trying to avoid that name brand, but I mean th- not just that brand. We but just, just can't talk about the game. I guess we can talk name brand. The right? Great Bowl. <laughs> that, that great, yeah. Oh, the big game. The big, <laughs> the game. big game. But you know, yeah. her question was uh, large new walk through bath acceptable. And I think it's it's totally acceptable, I mean, to get um, something. And I think in a retirement community, I don't think that's bad at all mm-hmm. in which to be able to have a walk-through bath. And what it, they're, I think they're saying is that, you know, rather than two, uh, two small baths, mm-hmm. to be able to make one, that's a bigger bath. Yeah, we used to see that with a lot of the three-bedroom split entries where they'd have a really nice master bath that would walk through to the so the other two bedrooms upstairs would have access to that bathroom. Then I think there's a follow-up question. What about a walk-in tub? That's a big thing now, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, you get that walk-in shower big enough that someone could get, you know, a wheelchair or something through there. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, well, but, is a but big here's benefit. What, what's the price of retrofitting a house for you so that now your house is comfortable for you? You know, I mean, we I've, I just sold a house where they had that. And the first thing they did is how much is this worth on the open market? So when we take out the walk-in tub, it's got to go. It's got to go. The person that lived there before them needed it to survive. You know, it's their kind of their, yeah. you know, thing. So. It's it's you got to make those decisions based on your needs and not looking at the resale necessarily. And so if you're going to live there for a while, make that investment. It's probably going to be great, and then you'll enjoy your stay there. That's such a good point because we we talk about that all the time now. Sometimes you know when you live in a house, you want to enjoy it, mm-hmm. not just think constantly about what the resale was. And that's the way I used to live all right. the time. I'd tell my wife, I mean, you can't put that in there. I mean, right. that that cutting board, you can't have that. Right. You know. Whatever. Well, I always say remodel the kitchen now, enjoy it for five years, and then you sell your house, take good care of it, and you still have a new kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've yeah. got about a minute to go, guys. Can we talk a little about is it? We're going to have a heat wave tomorrow. How about really? open houses? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, we're open in the wilds, the wilds in Prior Lake. Uh, yeah. Got a really nice two-story. And actually, this is willing. I mean, this and it's unusual in this market is mm-hmm. they're, they're open to an exception to contract for deed, which is owner financing, and uh, which is – you, as you know, Andy, yep, it's really unusual deal. in the market. So um, people usually just want to sell and get rid of it. We've got well, a real smart finance guy here that is willing to good. finance it himself. How about well, you? And then just, you know, go to our websites, praski.com, chrisrooney.com. Check them out. There's We have open house lists. We can email you guys. We also have the nosy neighbor report. We haven't mentioned that in a while that actually will come out and show you all oh, the yeah. houses for sale. All the houses that have sold, so you don't have to ask anybody. The information comes right to your in-basket, so it's really slick. And Just go to our websites and, and request it. And had, as we head out, go ahead. I was going to say, we've had four people about that Belize trip, too. Oh, how about that? Oh, I know. Yeah, it's going to be a fun trip, them, Denny. Yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> right. Go to our Facebook page. Thank you, that. guys. We'll see you next week. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. <laughs> 